Hi, this is Wesley. This is the Kashina. And we would like to welcome you to the Underground Geek Chat. So today we are talking about Noragami, season one, What's... mind you. But, but, hey, do you want to know something? <laughs> what, Wesley? <laughs> Your wish has been heard loud and clear. May our fates be intertwined. No. <laughs> what do you think of line? Ain't falling for it. You ain't picking me up. <laughs> All right, I'll take my five yen business elsewhere. <laughs> like freaking towards the end you know what if you can't remember me just let me get in bed with you <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to talk about noragami <laughs> let's elaborate on this so when it came when it comes to noragami for those mm -hmm. of you who don't know noragami came out i would say let me double check my date here mm -hmm. about 2014 you know so in relative to today wow that's been like nine years really i don't like that <laughs> it makes me feel so old i mean we are old. So, what are you talking about hush don't remind <laughs> me <laughs> oh my god no don't remind me i'm so sad now <laughs> so noragami mm -hmm. uh it was one of those anime that was just kind of like it didn't really go under the radar but it got like kind of like meh reception you know it wasn't bad it wasn't, you know, it wasn't all that bad, but it wasn't like the most exceptional thing. I need to see. I mean, I liked quick. it. I mean, I liked it too. It was a really good thing, but it wasn't one of those things that a lot of people like, you know, spoke about a lot. If you get, if you get what I mean. No, I got you. Um, I got you. Around this time, Hunter x Hunter, Naruto Shibuden, One mm -hmm. Piece, Kill a Kill, Nisekoi, Golden Times, Kuroko No Basket, Second Season, Magi. Mm -hmm. Oh, Chinibio. Yo, Chinibio too. Now you just take me back. Space Dandy. There was a, yeah. I can, this one was like under the radar because, like you said, Magi was out, Space Dandy was out, Chinibio was out. Yeah. And what's really funny was this, uh, I think 2014, winter of 2014. Mm hmm was like our junior year of high school. Wow, that yep. really does take me far, far back. <laughs> yeah. So when I think about the anime back then, yeah, a lot of people, especially you, Wesley, you were mm -hmm. talking a lot about Naruto Shippuden. Yeah, because we that were- That was on we everyone's were, radar. Because we were in the middle of the war. I remember that, yeah. Because we, oh yeah, that's right. Because during Naruto Shippuden, you know, us being back in what, that was like, what, our sophomore year or junior year? It was year? our fresh, our junior year. Junior year, year of high school. Yeah, because- we were all like, oh, snap, Naruto's almost coming to an end. And then all of us were almost heartbroken because we were like, well, by the time we graduate, Nar we will have graduated with Naruto. So that we were like, Naruto's going to come to an end by the time we're seniors. And then I remember you started talking to me about Magi because oh, yeah. that was like the yeah. new hit show. Yeah. I remember a lot on the internet around then, a lot of people started to take interest in the space dandy. Yeah. But then I saw like Noragami and I saw the pretty colors and I was like, oh, that's a really pretty anime. But not a lot of people were talking about it. It was like one of those, all right, it's an anime, it exists, mm -hmm. but here's Magi and Naruto and stuff like that. So yeah. there was a lot of other things that people were paying attention to around that time, which, you know, that's a, that's how a lot of these animes kind of get swept under the radar is you have these other big names mm -hmm. or something else that's just kind of like, whoa, wait, what is this cool new anime? Yeah. Because let's be honest, uh, even though Noragami is probably considered as a shonen, it's not really seen as, as a, a shonen. shonen. Yeah. Yeah. It has action and stuff like that. But I mean, you have Hunter x Hunter. A lot of people love that. Oh, yeah. You have Naruto Shibuden. Kill a lot of kill. people love that. A lot of people really got into Kill a Kill because of Tr Studio Trigger. Even I got into Kill a Kill. I got into Kill a Kill. Freaking, what was it? Little Witch Academia? Yeah, you saw me watching Little Witch Academia a couple of times. <laughs> no, I remember. Yeah, uh, I remember. Nisekoi. Nisekoi was Maggie. a good one too. Yeah. So there were these other anime that just happened to be a little bit more popular. Mm -hmm. But so let's let's start with you. What drew you into what finally brought you? Okay, I'm going to watch this. So... I'm still going back to when we were in high school. So at this current point in time, I was scrolling through Hulu. Because remember, I didn't have Crunchyroll. Oh, yeah. This was around the time where Crunchyroll wasn't really the big anime mascot it was. It was either it was Netflix, Hulu, Crunchyroll had a few titles. Yeah. Um, but animation was, was still around. 
Funimation, I think, was just about to start streaming. Yeah. Because Funimation at that point was just a English publisher, or they had, like, their own dub team. Yeah. But they weren't, like, as big as they are now. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah, I'm just on Hulu, and I was like, all right, let me see. I was like, Yukiyana's a hero, already watched it. Cowboy Bebop, already watched it. And then I was like, Magi, eh, it's all right. It's good. But at that point, I only had, like, the first three episodes. And I was like, eh, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll wait. And then Noragami showed up, and I was like, what the heck is this? And so I clicked on it, and I was like, all right, I'm hooked. I'm good. And then uh, it it was a it was a long roller coaster from that way on. <laughs> so for me, like I said earlier, before around this time back in high school, I was really busy during high school. Mm-hmm. Really didn't have, unfortunately, I didn't have a lot of time for anime. There was a lot going on for me back then. So I would get my little bit of anime information from YouTube or just the internet in general. So when I came home, I would hear people talking about stuff. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, like I said, Noragami, I saw the pretty colors and stuff like that. So that looks like a good anime that could be watched. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have the time back then and people weren't talking about it. They were just talking about Naruto Shibuden and stuff like that. So, you know, I just I remember didn't one, really... I remember the one time... I didn't mean to cut you off. I remember... Oh, yeah, you're good. There was one time I was walking through the halls and it was like right after I had watched like a fir- like probably like the first four episodes of Noragami. And I was like, all right. So I tried talking to one of my friends about it. They're like, dude, that anime doesn't exist. And I'm like, what you mean it doesn't exist? They're oh, like, no. it was <laughs> given the Yato, <laughs> the Yato treatment. <laughs> they said, that anime doesn't exist. We talking about One Piece. We talking about Naruto. We talking about Magi. We talking about Hunter Hunter. And I'm like, golly, how does nobody know about this? It's the Yato treatment. <laughs> so I, guess, I think that's a great segue into the next <laughs> segment. So um, I'll be giving out the anime summary. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to Noragami season one, uh, Noragami is about gods, different types of gods, uh, not different types of gods, specifically just Japanese gods. Um, you have Vishimon in here. Mm-hmm. You have Tenji. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of interesting gods and I've looked into this because I did study Japanese culture, and these gods do exist. Now we have Yato, who is supposed to be the god of calamity. Yep. In this world, you have phantoms, which is like the negative energy that humans create. And these phantoms can become really big and really strong and corrupt a soul. Yep. As we've seen, with a corrupt a soul, multiple things could happen. We were given a couple of examples throughout the series. One example, and this is a trigger warning. Oh, trigger warning! Mm-hmm. It almost made a person mm-hmm. commit suicide. Yeah. Now we say that that is a very sad thing, but the way that they handled it in the, in the episode <laughs> was hilarious. <laughs> I loved it. But these phantoms need to be defeated, and that's where the gods come in. The gods mm-hmm. will come in, and they'll, you know destroy the soul or destroy the phantom so that no souls get um corrupted this is that's really cool so we have yato the god of calamity who not a lot of people actually know about actually he's mostly unheard of and that's sad because he's such a cool guy (laughs) (laughs) wearing a (laughs) tracksuit he's wearing a tracksuit and you're like wait this is a god this is he's a normal looking guy what do you mean he's a god you're like, what the heck is happening here? So he's a god, and then there's this human girl that happens to see him one day when he's crossing the street looking for Malord, which Who's is a, a cat. cat. And uh, she tries to push him out of the way, and Turns it's out like she gets hit by her by the car, or she gets she gets hit by a bus. Oh yeah, truck coon decided to pass the torch over to <laughs> to bus sama and was like, bus sama, I believe in you. But this is before isekai started becoming a thing. So instead of her getting transferred to a different world, she just became half ghost. She, she just got knocked died. out of her body. Yeah, she hopped out of her body. So she kind of did get isekai. She got half isekai because yep. now she's in the world of the gods. <laughs> This is where they got their start from. <laughs> Coon said, you messed up. Coon said, I put my faith in you. You didn't isekai her. Don't worry. I got it next year. Because <laughs> that's when the isekai started hitting, man. Uh, back to all seriousness. She gets hit by a bus. 
she becomes half ghost and now she can start really focusing on what they call the near shore. Mm-hmm. The near shore is where the humans live and the far shore is where your spirit goes after you die. The gods, regalias, and everything in between, the phantoms, they all kind of live in the space between. And the space between is really thin. You can easily fall into the far shore and have your spirit pass on forever. Or you can kind of like interact a couple of times with the people in the near shore. Mm -hmm. But the way that it works, and they kind of explain it a little bit differently, is it's a little bit hard to understand, but all right, think about it like this. When you're walking down the street, do you remember every face you see as you walk down the street? Or better yet, a better example, because um, America's not really a walking society. I mean, I, you, you can still, technically. Think about it like this. When you go into Walmart, do you remember every face you remember when you go into Walmart? You, you make a good point. And no, I do not. It's almost like if you go into a restaurant, do you remember yes. every single server? Do you remember every single cook, chef, server, host? They even make a really good example of this after they pick up Yukine, which is mm-hmm. um, a spirit that wants to live on. And so the god allows them to live on as a regalia. Yeah. So when they go into the restaurant, uh, Yato said here, she was like, why did she not recognize you? And he was like, we're easily forgettable. People look at us and they might recognize us at the moment or see us as people. But as soon as we walk away, we're out of their minds. Mm-hmm. And he said, here, let's do an example for me. How many servers are there without looking? Without and she looking. Said, yeah. With, uh, from when you walk in here, how many servers do you remember being? And he was and she's and he was like, do this without, you know, looking. And she says, uh, I think I remember, too. And then when she looked, she's like, oh, there's actually like five servers. Yeah. So it's that kind of thing, which I find it really interesting and how it's explained. I oh, like yeah. that. That's a yeah. really good explanation as to how these gods can walk amongst men, but people just like don't remember them. Mm-hmm. That explains something else that happens during the suicide scene. Mm. Did you want to talk about it? Oh, well, okay. Yeah. So let's talk more about the actual thing. So spoilers ahead, of mm-hmm. course. Yeah. Um, so season one really concentrates on the friendship and relationship between, I'm going to say this is the main base of it because mm-hmm. the ending was a little bit rushed. They try to add an antagonist that really didn't take part into the last three episodes. Yeah. That's my one con of this series, but we'll talk more about that here in a second. Mm-hmm. So we're going to focus on Yato, God of Calamity, Yuki or Yukine, which is the regalia that Yato takes up. He and then sword. Hiroyu, who is Yori, the human, yeah. who is mortal, but because of that bus accident, her soul slips out and she's able to walk amongst the, you know, the land of the gods, kind of, and interact with them. Her physical body just asleep. Yeah, her physical body just falls asleep. And it's just so <laughs> funny how many in places. The first time we see it happen and we see it, like, you know, done outside of the bus accident mm-hmm. is when they're running away from the frog spirit. <laughs> and he's like, uh, you left your you, you, you left your body over here. She's like, wait, what the heck? <laughs> and it's just a hanging over a fence. It looks like, you know, a piece of drying clothes. <laughs> like, what is happening here? So this anime... I can see why I kind of went under people's radars because mm-hmm. there is action, but it's very repeatable action. A way for me to say this is it reminds me of a magical girl anime where every time, no, okay, you laugh. You think it's funny. <laughs> and I understand. It's but just I'm funny hoping... to hear you say that it reminds you of a magical girl anime. Because Wesley, every time Yato does his special attack, Mm-hmm. There's that entire sequence that he does. And I'm like, they use this in almost every episode. Yeah, it's like, it, it, I mean, it, it's, it's interesting that the fact that they use it, but it's it's like, you don't have any of your flashier moves. You just, you know, I get that, you know, you have to lay waste to the to the freaking phantoms and everything. But I mean, like, you're laying waste to the land of the rising sun. sun. Yeah. yeah, it's like, oh, my God. It's like, I like it. I understand, and it's the it's the line that he says, and it's what he imbues into his weapons when yeah. he goes to send the phantoms on. But still, it's like, oh my god, this is like a magical girl transformation. But the magical transformation happens before the fight. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, you fight the phantoms like regular, you fight it like a regular swordsman, but then mm-hmm. you go to do the magical girl transformation. And that's how I know I'm like, all right, fight's over. <laughs> all right, fight's over. <laughs> well, I'm not saying this is like a bad thing. I just find it really interesting. I'm just kind of like, all right, cool. It's an interesting little corp, but it does make me think of a magical girl anime. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I get it. I get it, though. Or another thing about this anime that I find like really cheeky. Mm-hmm. This anime incorporates panty shots at the wrong time. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were just going to talk about the comedic moments, but no, nah, go ahead. No, no, no. We can talk about the comedic moments. You know what? We'll talk about the comedic moments before we talk about the panty shots, okay? Panty, bra shots, you, n- you name it. But we'll we'll get to that here shortly. So comedic moments. There are... This anime is really, really funny. For it to be a shonen and for it to be kind of like how serious as it's supposed to be, mm-hmm. there are a lot of funny moments. And I really like that. This anime was like a little bit of a refresher because... Me and you lately has been kind of watching a lot more like heavier stuff. Right. So we just got off the heels of My Hero Academia season four. And I know a, such a weird thing to bring up, especially for an anime that came out in 2014. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. we've been kind of like watching a lot of heavier stuff and a lot of heavier stuff has been hitting the scenes as of late. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we just watched My Hero um, season four. Uh, Chainsaw Man has came out, and I've heard how heavy that is. No, oh, but it was so good. It was so good. And I'm so going to have to watch it here soon, and I'm scared. There's a lot of heavier things we've been watching. Mm-hmm. To kind of go back to more simpler times where anime was just kind of like anime, mm-hmm. where it wasn't so much of a focus, because back then, seasonal anime was starting to become a thing, right. but you had more overlap. Like, there wasn't a clear distinction between different seasons of anime it was Mm -hmm. just a time when it came out because now it's like oh well a new season of anime is coming out you already know there's going to be a slew of new shows coming out as well as some old shows that are continuing on or right about to end Mm -hmm. you know things are very formulaic now back then it was just all right well we're just going to release it around this time for what reason i don't know it could release in the middle of a season we don't care because you want to know why seasons weren't really a thing. True. Sorry. I'm, I feel like I'm the old man standing in my lawn saying back in my day, (laughs) (laughs) back in my day, back in my day, we didn't have seasonal anime. (laughs) We didn't have streaming services. We had Naruto, (laughs) Bleach, and One Piece. The other anime people are talking about know how I found it? Not through the internet. Well, a little bit of the internet. <laughs> but through Adult Swim. If it wasn't on there, then it wasn't a part of my knowledge. <laughs> Where's my ramen? <laughs> Grandma, we don't eat ramen anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry. I went on a whole entire rant here. How about you talk about their <laughs> YouTube moments or how about you talk about a couple of your favorites oh yeah yeah i I think my the the funniest things that i've seen from within season one have to be with lady koku she is such a good comedy relief right and so you know what i feel like this is a good part to play into the freaking suicide scene Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm So let's talk about this. When we were first introduced to Lady Kofuku and you find out that she's a god, you don't really know what she's a god of yet because they don't really say it. Or at least, let me say it like this. Me and Wesley watched different versions of this. He watched the English dub. I watched the Japanese dub. And I know in the the Japanese dub, they did not mention that uh, she was a goddess of poverty until towards the end and i feel like that was probably done intentionally for the english dub as well yeah because with the dub they were just like yato was just like yeah you don't want any part of her just 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 stay away from her and i, was I like, like <laughs> you're just like that he she, he's like oh that's my girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> so we're introduced at first i thought she was like a human but then we find out that she has a regalia a regalia mm-hmm. that looks like a freaking yakuza right <laughs> he has the he has like the look of a yakuza i was like what is happening 
But then they said this one really strange line about her freaking regalia. And that was, you know, she was like, oh, he may look scary, but he just likes looking at young children until they disappear. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> When he, he had like this smile. <laughs> when she said that, he was like, when you say it like that, you make me sound scary. I was like, have you not seen yourself? Have you not seen your face? <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so Lady Kofuku, let's, how does this play into the poverty scene? So when humans interact with gods, you know, it, different things could happen. Um, in Lady Kofuku's case, she's the goddess of poverty and disaster. So bad luck happens like when she's around. Of, like, like this dude, for instance, right? He was on top of the world. He was like, I'm getting all these payments. I'm getting all these, you know, pay increases. I got, you know, I got promoted. And then he met Lady Kofuku. Everything started tanking. Immediately. But he met her in a very, like, she was doing things playfully. Yeah. So she appeared as a high school student. And what's funny is that the guy, as he was retelling the whole story, mm -hmm. he did not see Ladies Kofuku's face. Yeah. He showed it. At, he put... He wore his face. He had to use face over it. She was like, why are we using my face? And he was like, well, you're of the same age and stuff like that. <laughs> and I'm just kind of like... But wait, you got into a relationship with her and said you've fallen so deeply in love with her, but yet you can't remember her face? Right. I was like, hold on. That should have been the first red flag. I was like, wait a second. Hold up. It's but like my some... thing is the thing, like what? what's interesting is kind of like the, the show kind of went behind on its logic. Mm -hmm. Remember how earlier, like a couple, I think an episode before, mm -hmm. it was established that the gods cannot be remembered. Yeah. This guy knew that he loved this girl and remembered her. Yeah, but the thing is, is that I think, because I mean, like when he when when it was said that you know gods can't be remembered. Yeah, he loved the guy knew that he loved a girl. He didn't know who she was, so that's probably what it meant by gods. You know, aren't remembered. Like you can remember the the person, you just can't remember the name. So like, yeah, I'm in love with this chick. I don't know what her name is. I don't know what she looked like. But all I know is I loved her. And it's just like, all right, what we don't really have anything else to go off of though. And it's funny, as to like telling the story and how you say like every time they go on a date together, disasters or strike and stuff like that. And that's when you see Yato like, hold on, do you have a picture of her? And it's just Lady <laughs> Kofuku. <laughs> And he's like, I love her to death. And then he's like, no, dude, she's bad news. Plus, she already, she's already with the man. <laughs> she goes to Galia. I was like, oh, my God. And <laughs> what it was happening? It, it was just funny because, like, he's like, he's like, wait, you got a picture of her, right? And shows her the picture. You know, he shows the picture. He's like, no, dude, stay away from her. Takes out his phone, shows Lady Koku again with the regalia. And he's like, he's like, dude, she already has a, he, she already has a dude, and uh, he's way scarier than what you might think. I'm like, oh my, oh my gosh. <laughs> So let's talk about the individual characters because now that's a really great segue. We talked about Lady Kofuku and how mm -hmm. hilarious she is. She's a wonderful character. I love mm -hmm. her, to be quite honest. Um, all right, onwards and outwards. So, so we talked about we talked about Yato. We talked about Yukine. Well, we, we didn't about... really talk. We didn't really talk about Yato. No, we true. mentioned him. We mentioned him. We gave him the Yato treatment again. <laughs> yeah. So. How about you explain Yato as a character? And I'll explain like his personality a bit and why it was such a major driving point in this entire series, in the entire first season. So with Yato, it's it's hard to say because it's like he's I mean, yes, he's a god, but it's like he does un how do how do I put this? He's a god of calamity. He does unfavorable acts that nobody else would do. He used yeah, he does. Yeah. yeah. Because that's what he's a he delivery god now. I mean, yeah, he got, he's he's a delivery god now, but like you know, that's what he used to do. He used to be a god that would, um, you know, do unfavorable things, and mm -hmm. that, and this was during. I like how they mentioned or they showed the warring period of yeah. Japan, because not a lot of people really talk about that. Japan themselves kind of like they either glory, glor, 
glorify, glorify it, it because mm-hmm. of all the samurai that came up back then. But it was a very bloody period. Oh, yeah. And that's when, you know, the Japanese people really depended on their god. Because for those of you who don't know, Shinto is like, it used to be like the major religion. And Shinto is a polytheistic religion where you have different gods that do different things. Mm-hmm. And they're just one of nature. And the gods, they're kind of fickle. They could help you, but they could cause some real damage later on down the road. Oh, and yeah. You pray, at, you pray for them at these shrines and you give specific like things to help, you know, make your wish come true and stuff like that. So wish wishing is a very like really, really big thing in Japan. Now, in modern Japanese society, it's kind of commercialized. Yes, you can still go to shrines and make wishes to the gods or mm-hmm. to a specific god. But back, it's not like how it used to be. It now seems more like a commercialized thing or, all right, well, it's exam season for students. So gods will make wishes towards Lord Tenji, uh, Tenjin yeah, uh, to help do better for exams and stuff like that. It's not focused. And also it's more like you don't want to upset the gods because of bad luck could happen to you and stuff mm-hmm. like that. However, Japan has also now integrated other religions like Christianity, Catholicism, Buddhist um, religions and stuff like that. Yeah. So that's what this whole show is based off of. It's based off of the Shinto religion and how people have chosen to only remember a few of the gods than all of the gods. Not many people like I can actually tell you about all of the gods. Yeah. I'm sorry. I had to go on a little, I had to go on a little spiel. That reminded me of my trip to Japan because I've been to several temples and you learn about. (laughs) I I know I keep talking about it, but it's just really interesting to me. But continue. Sorry. So, Yato, he's a god of calamity and not really, not a lot of people know about him. Continue. So, uh, yeah, now he. It's weird because, like, now he just, he does side jobs in order to, to earn money but his his payment is only what five yen yeah yeah which is very 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 cheap but i mean at least he's, tra- he's also trying to get his name out there too yes and he spray paints sides of buildings and stuff like that for people to recognize him yeah what's interesting is five yen is considered one of the more luckier items you could have um on you to the point where some people always make sure they have a five yen on them mm-hmm. for good luck well, because then, you know, we still have Yato, and then we have him interacting with Hiori, and on the verge of him looking for a new regalia, because the old one went and went to go, well, the old one was named Tomine, and then but she her went name to, now is Mayu. She went to go work for Lord Tenji, so, yeah. So now, now Yato's regalia is uh, weaponless at this point, so, uh, Iori wants to try and help find him a regalia, and she runs into multiple different phantoms, thinking, yeah, this is a spirit. And phantoms aren't spirits. <laughs> They're just a combination <laughs> of negative energy. And so then that's when we run into one spirit in particular, and which Yato gives the name Yuki Neitsu. So that's how we get Yuki. So let me elaborate more a little bit on Yatsu's personality before we go on to Yuki and Hiyori. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, we'll go on to Hiyori next. But with Yato, so Yato, as we've seen, he's an interesting guy personally. So when he gets serious, he wants to get serious. But most of the time he tries to play off this like really playful facade and stuff like that. And he is super helpful. Like, like you said, he'll do things that other people don't want to do, mm-hmm. but he'll do it. And he'll have like a really good attitude about it. That's the thing that I like about it. When he was helping to clean dude's um, bathroom, yeah. he could have done the bare minimum. Could have done the absolute bare minimum. But, you know, the guy was like, maybe I'll call on you again. You sound like a really helpful guy. Mm-hmm. And he and he's like, I feel bad for your payment only being five yen. He said, don't worry. And then, you know, Yatsu was like, uh, do you have an unused toothbrush? The grout here is bad. And he was just like, wait, he's going through all of it. Like, he's even cleaning the individual grout. Like, yep. this, he's a really helpful guy. He just oh, yeah. wants to help. That's a really good thing about him. Even when he's, like, helping run a convenience store, 
And Yukine, mm-hmm. being a moody teenager, he's like, why are we even doing this? It's such a lowly thing to do. And he's like, the guy, the owner of the store, is having trouble running the store because people are calling out and stuff like that. You know, you have to help out when you can. Like, it's so... To know, and then you find out that he's a god of calamity. He used to do really bad things. Like, he mm-hmm. would kill people because yeah. he people wished for it. The fact that he is turning himself around. Mm-hmm. Like, he's like, all right, the past is the past. I can't do anything to change about the past. That's the old me. The yeah. new me is completely different. And you can tell by how he's helping everyone out. I just think that's so super cool. Oh, yeah. And also no, the fact of, like, of how he's actually trying to take care of of yuki now so like is like now he actually has a responsibility to take care of someone other than himself yes and you see that for how earnestly he was trying to take care of uh when he was like introducing himself to yuki mm-hmm. after the first fight with the frog well not with the frog it was with uh, i can't remember the exact phantom i think it was like a crab or something like that yeah and um when he forged yuki when he gave yuki his name and you know he Yuki can't, doesn't remember his past whatsoever, yeah. but because uh, Yato is his master and he saw Yuki's full history, mm-hmm. you know, he deeply cares about him to the point where he was allowing himself to be hurt because Yuki wanted to rebel. Yeah. And you know what? We are going to talk about Yuki next. So mm-hmm. introduce Yuki to us. Yuki, as you said before, is a rebel. He's a moody teenager. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he like in all honesty, he's a good kid, just misguided, but still a good kid. Yes. And you know, I mean, we—I uh, was about to say we've all stolen things here and there, but no, no, I ain't gonna say that. No, nope. <laughs> definitely not. But he very much is a child, and he will. Yes, he is a child. Yeah, child. He's a teenager. Yeah. He acts like it. And as Yato has once said. He's at that difficult age. Yeah. Because, you know, Yuki wants to do what he wants. Yeah. Like like how all of us, when we were, I mean, because you and me were teenagers at one point, we we wanted to rebel against our family. And, you know, we were like, yeah, I'm going to strike out on my own. I don't need you. Then uh, to turn around and be like, Ma, I actually need you. Dad, I actually need you. Help, please. Like, he wants, and... But then, like, we, you know... We like, actually see the deeper, dark side of regalias because, yeah. you know, as we soon found out, the way a spirit is able to live on, kind of like how Yuki did, even mm-hmm. though his physical body died, is because he's a spirit or he's a soul that wants to live on. Yeah. And that's a really hard thing to, like, really think about. Mm-hmm. And it's a little clue that was said, I think, during, like, the third episode where... Yato doesn't care about people who want to kill themselves because their souls are already corrupted. Yeah. And you're like, why would he say such a thing like that? And then you come to realize what he's saying mm-hmm. is that regalias or spirits are the souls that want to live on, but they die too early. Yeah. They still have a lot of life in them that the gods are allowed to give them by living on as regalias. Now mm-hmm. they can't live on as like normal human humans but they can still kind of live on. Yeah. It's just, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's really hard to explain, but in Yukine's case, as you were saying before, he's rebellious, you know. And like, he, as when he, he, he did try to, I mean, it, it, it was sad. I'm not going to lie. Like, it was sad when like, uh, you know, when he's walking around, around the city, right? And like, it's getting dark. And then there was a little girl and she was like, oh, you can see me. And I'm like, yeah, can nobody else? And then she's like, and "Oh, that this- that that started me, just started me off." Yeah, when she was like, when she's like, "Oh, you can see me." These little eyeball things kind of freak me out, and I was like, "Oh snap, that ain't right." And then, you know, she was like, "Oh, well, can you wait with me while my when you know when my mom comes to pick me up?" And I was like, "Oh no!" Like it, it was like all hitting me at one at like at once. And what hurt was when Yuki was like, "Hey, your mom's not coming to pick you up." And I was like, you didn't have to tell her that. And I was like, I said, I get you in a mood, but that's just wrong. And then, then you know, the 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 girl runs off. Then she comes back already tainted by the freaking phantom. 
No, they were, that, yeah. that point, it was, she, she was unsavable. And I was just like, well, that's just sad. It was then, really, yeah. Yeah, because then, like, that's when I had, you know, when you and me had our little talk about it. And I was like, well, if she could have been saved, do you think she would have been turned into a regalia? Well, as we seen later on in season two, yeah. at that point, we find out that, you know, tainted spirits can be saved. Yeah. And they can be turned into regalias, but they're already broken. Yeah. But um, before we go into that, with Yukine's case, I want to continue on a little bit about it a little bit further because that was the driving point of this is you see when I say like the darker side of regalias, we see that they are spirits that want to live on, but we see that they are connected to their masters. So to the gods that help give them, giving them their names. And uh, we see that every time they fall into temptations. Oh uh, uh, yeah. It stings the, it, the it stings the master. But the regalias, they feel nothing because they're the ones that are like, oh, well, they were once humans. Mm-hmm. Like, they were humans. Yeah. And we see Yukine fall into those temptations. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, here, I can take this board, skateboard, no one will ever know because they can't see me. And Hiyori is like, why would you do that? You know, That's stealing the same wrong. thing as stealing, yeah. And he's like, well, I'm not stealing, I'm borrowing it. Yeah. And that, like, I was like, oh, that's a very teenage thing to say. Yeah. And then, you know, him stealing the money, um, him almost feeling up Hiroi and stuff like that. All the things, him telling lies. Beat, and then the the one thing that, like, got me mm-hmm. was when he was in the school. Yeah. Because he, he was once a student. He was once in school. Mm-hmm. And the way he saw the students interact with each other, they're all friends. They're talking about, you know, what they're going to do after school and stuff like that. And you're like, Oh no. He he doesn't he doesn't remember his past. He doesn't remember if he was good in school and stuff like that. But what he does remember or what he's lacking right now is that companionship with other students his age or him actually being a student and him yeah. playing out the introductory uh like you know all right, all rise, bow and then sit the way yeah. Japanese students do every time a new teacher comes into the classroom. You're like, "Oh no." Yeah. That just hurts even more. Oh yeah. And then like, it's, like just you, wants... can, you can feel that 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 heartache that he has. Because like, you know, he's, yes, it... he's telling the, the other students, he's like, come back, come back. And he's like, you know, why is it that you guys have all this and I have nothing? And I was like, that hurts. Because even though he's living in the near shore, he cannot be in the near shore. And that's a weird thing, way of saying it because the near shore is for mortals. Yes, yeah. he lives in it right now, but he's not really a citizen of it. He cannot have what he once had. Yeah. And it turns out all regalias feel this way as well. Mm-hmm. Because they're like, yes, we're still living on in the near shore, but we're not in the near shore anymore. It's just, it's rough. Yeah. And... You know, I feel like that's what the first season... I feel like first season should have focused solely on that. Because the kind of rushed antagonist... Yeah. All right. Let me say it like this. Mm -hmm. You know how there's been a shift in media. Let's say specifically... Let's talk about Disney movies real quick. I know this is a weird jump. Okay, okay. But have you realized in a lot of Disney movies now, Mm -hmm. there isn't, like, a main antagonist? Good example. Encanto. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. We all thought yeah. we all thought the main antagonist was Bruno. Mm-hmm. So many bad things were talked were spoke about Bruno. Bruno's not the main bad guy. He was some he's someone who deeply loves his family, but he left because he felt like he could do nothing to help out with his family. Yeah. And to instead bring him down by that. And we find out that the true antagonist of the movie was the perfectionism. It was in unseen force Mm -hmm. that was causing the family to go down yeah abuela's sense of perfectionism she's like i am the one who has to protect this city i helped carry this you know my husband died and i was given these kids my children were given the gifts to help these people live on Mm -hmm. you know she she felt like that they had to be perfect in order for things to go on, you know, perfectly. Yeah, because she felt so like when they we had have... to be perfect in every way. Yeah. So yeah. it wasn't like an actual, like, 
a person going against these people. It was emotions. Yeah. I really felt like this season could have mm-hmm. been like that, where it wasn't like an actual physical force mm-hmm. going against these characters. It could have just been like an emotional thing. We couldn't, we could have gone without, what I'm saying is we could have gone without um, an antagonist. Yeah. No, I got or you. Made, I got you. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, like, even though it still would have been emotion, it still would have just probably took the form of a phantom. But that's pretty much it. Well, I mean, that was what was it. Because he did become a phantom at that point before he be- he did his abu- ablation. The, the, uh, yeah. The, the punishment. Ablation, yeah. yeah. But, you know, media back then, this is back in 2014. So there still had to be, in order for an anime or a show, not just anime, for a show or a movie to do good, there had to be, like, a, an antagonist. Yeah. And I think this you know, is this is when we well, I mean, the first one we get introduced to is Bishamon. Yeah, we all thought it was going to be Bishamon because she's against Yato. Yeah, it was like from the start, like from the jump, she was like, "Yato, God, I'm coming after you!" Like, whoa, hold your horses! What the heck is going on here? But then, you know, like I said, we start seeing like this Rabu guy, and I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, this guy's such a minor thing; he's not going to play a major part inside of this, or you know, he's just like some guy looking in from the outside. Yeah. And then it turns out for the last three episodes, we are given so much explanation dump about Rabu mm-hmm. that I'm just kind of like, couldn't this guy have kind of been handled better in a second season? I mean, or... either, either that or like within the first season, it would have been interesting just to see hints of him. So then yeah. it's like, because like when when we actually watched this season, we only saw him in a total probably like, like three, maybe four times. Three times before he became the main focus. Yeah. So before the last three episodes. Yeah. And it's just like, because like, once you actually see him, you're like, oh, who the heck are you? We aren't given enough time to really think much about him. Like, you know, we saw we Nora. Him. We saw Nora more times than we saw Robo. Yeah. Like, it could have, like, season one could have ended mm-hmm. with us interacting with Nora and her trying to, like, the abolition could have been, like, the second to last episode, because the last episode could have been with Nora teaming up with Rabu. Rabu. Right? Yeah. Or we could have, well, I, I know I'm saying this, and it's very like a weird thing to say. We, put, we could have been given the My Hero Academia treatment where season one could have been 24 episodes. And the first 12 episodes could have just been the Yukine arc. Mm-hmm. And then the last 12 episodes could have been given the Rabu arc. I mean, yeah. You're not wrong. But no, of course, you know, we don't know. Okay, so the studio that made this um, Bones, anime. Studio Bones. The same studio people. Bones made studio this. Studio Bones freaking... is the same studio who worked on My Hero Academia. They've done it. Soul Eater. And they did Soul Eater. They did Mob Psycho 100. They've worked they on a lot. They could have made, well, maybe because they didn't, because what's strange is, and you know, I feel like after we're done reviewing the anime, we should probably go back because it turns out this is a manga. I mm-hmm. didn't know this was a manga, Neither but it has I. 25 volumes plus two specials. Oh, wait, what? I didn't yeah, know about the specials. 20... Yeah, there's two specials with it. And oh. you know what? I found that there that there is an OVA of the of the anime. Oh, cool. Very but cool. like, so I feel like the anime could have probably been done something differently. Yes, I still like the anime. Mm-hmm. I specifically like the first part of the anime. The last three episodes, like I've said again, had were kind of rushed. I mean, the, I really I'm not gonna lie. The fight was the fight was good. I, I'm not the gonna fight lie. Was good. The fight was good. It was very shonen. I wish we got a little bit more of a deep concept of of Rabo, like with his backstory and everything, instead of it being all like force fed to us, you know. Because, I mean, what we've gotten out of this, and maybe we could have gotten, like, a better example of it, or, like, yeah, like you said, a deeper understanding of it. But yeah. with Robo, this is literally all that we know. He used to be mortal. Mm-hmm. He was once a mercenary mm-hmm. for, like, one of the lords of warring Japan, mm-hmm. who was sent out to kill people. But when the lord didn't need him anymore, you know, he was the type of mercenary where you send him out and he's really good, he'll kill people. But then you kill him to keep silence. Yeah. And also, Rabo, when he was human, he fought with Yato. Well, he fought alongside Yato. Hold on, wait. Let me, I will tell you more about that here in a second. 
So the reason how Rava became a god was because he was so feared as a human. After he died, he was given godship. It's a weird way to say it. Right. He was given, you know, the status of being a god Mm -hmm. after he died because so many people feared him. That he became a god then. So we could have probably been given like a subplot of can humans become gods? Yeah. We're given that question, but we were literally given no time to like stew upon the answer because his thing was so rushed. Literally, what I just said, his whole backstory was mm-hmm. literally said in three sentences. Right. And then it was also it was also weird because like anytime they like during this part of like the last three episodes, they were like, oh well, Rabu is the is the god of calamity. And then you're just like, what? Isn't Gato the god of calamity? Yeah. But then they changed the verbiage. They're like, he's a a god. A god of calamity. And then I'm like, so is there multiple gods of calamity? But then like you never actually get to know the answer to that due to the fact of how rushed it is exactly like i said i like this i like season one i'm yeah. excited to watch season two but i just feel like it could have been done differently and like i said after we watch this i would like for us to read the manga oh yeah no i, I agree with you on that one and see how it's done in the manga so that we can deeply more critique the anime yeah but you know that's just my two cents um did you have any other problems wait well, yeah. Do you have any other problems with the with the anime uh, se- season itself before we go into like the music and stuff like that? No, not really. I don't think I did. That, that was comedic a moments. Problem. Comedic moments I liked. Action I still liked. Story beats kind of hit, except for Rabu. Rabu kind of kind of like was a hard whiff. Action still good though. I know. I remember I was watch as I was watching this. I was watching this late at night. And I was watching all the, I watched basically the first season, mm-hmm. almost in one season, on one sitting, I got all the way up to the abolition part where we saved Yukine. And I was mm-hmm. like, all right, this is where the anime ends for me. Like I naturally ended that that part because the story ended for me there. And then the next day I watched the other episodes and I was like, wait, this is the ending? Mm-hmm. This feels like it could have been a whole different season, but it was such an afterthought. Yeah. But, you know, that's my only complaint. Music was actually pretty good. Music oh, was, yeah. you know, very meh. But there's this one song that plays during um, every fight Gato mm-hmm. does. It's like as he's doing the, uh, you've desecrated the land of the rising sun. Like when he does that whole speech, there's a song that plays in the background that mm-hmm. I want to find that's really, really good. Opening mm-hmm. is kind of meh. Ending is kind of meh. Meh, yeah. No, I got you. I got you. But that season Animation. two opening, though. Oh, yeah, season two. That's why I honestly can't wait for season two. Um, Animation-wise, it had its moments where it's really, really good, but then mm-hmm. it's given, you know, the anime treatment where not focused scenes or, like, you know, normal scenes, the animation quality kind of, like, drops a little bit. Yeah, That's all anime. You're given a specific budget, and you're given a specific time to release an anime. It's just getting a little bit more worse nowadays. Mm-hmm. That's because we're on a season timeline now. Yeah. But we'll have that discussion at a different point. Is there Other any, that, any cons you had? Panty shots. You thought I forgot about <laughs> it. Why is it at the most mundane random points, Hirori is a high schooler, a second year. <laughs> she's, a, she's a junior in high school. Why is it when she's getting examined, we're given a random bra shot? Okay, you know, the camera didn't have to dip down that low or the shirt didn't have to be risen up that mm-hmm. high. But I get it. She's being examined. Nothing wrong here. Fight with the frog phantom. Panty shot. I see your game, game. <laughs> and then they had me because I was like, okay, maybe they only did that for the first three episodes to get people's attention. Mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> Towards the end of the anime. Panty shot. Panty shot. When she loses her memory and she's on the scene, Panty shot. I was like, what is this anime? <laughs> you had me. And then you just put in these random panty shots. And I'm like, these are panty shots with no sustenance. They're I just like, just, really so, just in case you forgot. <laughs> I I know that's such a random thing to rant about. And I'm not one of those people where I'm just like, ooh, panty shots shouldn't be in the anime because that's such a lowbrow. No, 
I understand how they can be done very tastefully, and I know that they can use they can be used mm-hmm. for comedic moments, and I'm all for that. I don't care. I'm not one of those people that complain about women are treated badly in anime. Shut up. It's an anime, <laughs> not real life. But here's the thing, man. If you're going to include <laughs> penny shots, make it make sense. Why is it just a random penny shot? Like, why is it like a focus? It's literally in the middle of the screen. But you're being dragged away by the freaking frog demon or the frog <laughs> phantom. <laughs> All right, that's my rant. I'm done with the penny shots. <laughs> First, the first time they did it, I was like, this is a little sus, but, you know, I'll accept it. Then I saw that they were just doing it. I was like, what is this? <laughs> See, at times I was just like, like, the first three times that it happened, I just ignored it. Because I was just like, I'm only invested in the action that's happening right now. And yeah. then I was like, all right. And then the last three times that it happened, I was like, what the heck? Why? Exactly. We, don't, we don't. We don't need these right now. <laughs> This is a very serious moment. This could be life or death for Yato, Hirori, and Yukine. Right? <laughs> what? Why is that there? It's like finding an Eminem in a bag of Skittles. You're just like, what is this? I'm glad I was able to make you giggle, and I'm glad that this is the way that we're ending this episode. <laughs> right? Is the utilization of how to use petty shots. <laughs> Why did we have to end it on that? (laughs) (laughs) Why else? What, you thought I was going to ask a question? No. No, we're going to end this my way. (laughs) All right, guys. Um, One, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Comment if you've seen Noragami. Yeah, please let us know, because I feel like not enough people talk about this, in all honesty. Yeah. And uh, I guess we will see you next time. So, all right. We, Thank you all for visiting, and we hope yeah. you enjoyed your visit at the Underground Geek Shack. Underground Geek Shack. See you guys. See you guys. Nice